All right, thanks for all of those WhatsApp voice notes. And remember, you can continue sending in those voice notes on 0614-104-107. Right now, we're going to reflect on 62 years of the PAC. Uh, and the number to use to be part of that conversation is 011-714-2006. Now, the PAC is celebrating its 62nd anniversary. Uh, the webinars under the theme Carrying Forward the Torch Lit in April 1959 by the PAC's martyrs to honor the road that they've traveled. Last night, they kicked off the uh, commemorations by discussing the topic of decolonizing and development of an African personality within the world context. Well, I did say earlier that Jablani Mahlangu was going to be in conversation with us. That guest has changed and instead we're joined by Tandolwe Tudlanga, who's a PSC member and was also part of last night's session. Uh, Mr. Dlanga, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners as well. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. Sure, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. So, 62 years of the PAC and... Uh, perhaps just, you know, the kind of reflections that are being made about the state of the party. And you're talking about, you know, honoring um, some of the martyrs and the road that the PAC has traveled. How would you describe that road? Not, not, not only, thanks, Katie, for that. Not only mm. do, we, do, we, do we look at the state of the party. By, by the way, the, the webinars are a uh, long week webinars which they are going to deal with these questions that you are, you are raising at a, uh, as we proceed towards the end of the week to close off the month of uh, April, which is the month of the PNC and its establishment. However, when we look at these things, and we, we look at it in a broader sense, that is why when we, we, yesterday we kicked off with an aspect of decolonization because decolonization in our understanding was not only emanating from the Southern African context, but it was a uh, an African issue and a global aspect. So we looked at it from that perspective, and also we 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 looked at how do we then after the decolonization process, if it is uh, it, it was achieved or it, if it would be achieved, how would we then develop an African personality within a world that has changed so much to present the troubles that it has presented into the current. Um, political discourse you know when when and and just just taking the experience from being host of of this particular show over the past year the pac ideologically seems to draw a lot of influence within our society why do you think that that hasn't been able to manifest into tangible voter support for the organization there are various issues, and Dr. Uh, Pegu mentioned it yesterday in the in the in in, in one of the, the the pre-recorded sessions of of last night that there might have been various reasons. Um, he, he he pointed out two. One of them could be that maybe they thought that people understood what it means when they say the war cry is related to Africa. Therefore, they thought they understood what it means to be uh, decolonized and how these things uh, affect or in, um, they are implemented in practice. Secondly, another point was that um, the, 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 the imperialist forces, it's another example that you used, the imperialist forces 
had always utilized an, a, a, a dichotomous approach where they would have the moderate and the radical. Now, within these two aspects, you would have that the imperialist forces, those who are controlling the means of production, would prefer to, to support the moderate against the radicals. And the PAC, in the context of South Africa, has always been viewed as the, as the radical, and therefore it was for this reason that uh, they were not supported extensively by, by, by the imperialist forces because of their position. And I think it is at that point that the PAC is unable to, 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 to take or to have that much input because of us. They are seen as, um, as radicals. However, majority of people understand today the impact and the importance of what the PAC stood for, to say land first and all shall fall. And they also understand the impact of uh, the development of an African personality. They also understand that the liberation of an African people is the liberation of human beings. However, mm. these things, they do not probably see them and how do they? How can they manifest within this world that is so confusing with globalism and uh, neo-colonialism and neoliberalism and, and so on and so forth? So I think those are the two things that I can uh, think of might be the reason. So let's let's go back to the 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 beginning in terms of the founding of the PAC because in order I think to appreciate the journey one must really go back to understand why it is that the party and its formation was centered a lot around how there was a view that the freedom charter in and of itself was somewhat a betrayal of the struggle of the people of this country. Yeah, co- co- correctly so, um, when, uh, Kathy, and, I, and I appreciate that question. Yes, and that we cannot, we cannot uh, run away from. Um, if you remember, um, because not only do we take it from the 19, 1965, but we can only take it back to uh, the, the, the oldest martyrs of, um, of the country who fought the wars of resistance. Uh, and the primary fight was about the, the control of the land, the territory. And also with the British and the and the Dutch, their fight of Anglo-Boer War was about the control of the territory, which is the land. Now, when these founders of the PAC understood that um, the too much liberal orientation of 1955 uh, had subsumed the liberation struggle, to say that um, the land or South Africa as a territory it belongs to all who live in it, they felt that this is now the they they derailed from the original position of our martyrs, the the, the kings, the queens of uh, who had fought to maintain sovereignty, humanity, culture, and and personality of the African people in South Africa. So it was at that particular reasoning to say that ideologically we cannot have a decolonized South Africa if South Africa belongs to all who live in it, because that would not give the material base to the indigenous people, which would be the majority at the, at the, uh, uh, in this particular territory, which is South Africa. So that was the view of, uh, to say that it belongs to all who live in it, between those who dispossessed and those who are dispossessed, and those who, di- who are the dispossessors. It was a little bit of a, a, or it was a big contradiction in how they understood the struggle for liberation. So... If you were to then look at 
some of those ideas around your founding and where the PAC stands on these issues today, how different do you think your approach would be? Um, the, the, the the approach of the, the, the current uh, uh, PAC 62 years later in relation to those founding, is, is that the question? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And the, the the foundation principle of the PAC remains the same because the organization established by Robert Mangalizo and his crew, uh, its principles remain the same. And, and therefore, we cannot view ourselves as uh, anything uh, distant to that. And, and and that is the founding. It is for this reason that the PAC still is, is still in existence. And it is for this reason that the PAC still says we need to have a decolonization and a redevelopment of an African personality because um, what was uh, viewed and established uh, uh, establishment principles of 1959 have not yet been realized. And therefore, we still need to move beyond uh, uh, those things that have not been done to take them further. And we see these things um, with um, with the, with the, um, um, constant uh, uh, inequality that is uh, uh, reflected in our society mm. between the indigenous African people and the European descendants and oh, yeah. poverty and so on and so forth. What, what is an African personality, Mr. Tlanga? It, 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 exactly, you, there, are, there are fundamental issues that one would um, would point out about um, African personality. One, and then one would, would, would view the African personality as one, self-determination on the basis of an, uh, an African understanding of what democracy is. Two, there are, there are various issues of an, an, an and an African that cannot be removed from them. One of them is uh, Africans in their orientation. They are social beings. They are spiritual beings. They are they are they are their interaction as as, as human beings is interaction that interact with the material base, which is the land, which is um, and any other human beings in in the globe. So the African personality is is, is social in its orientation. It is a, a sovereign. It is um, it, 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 the cultures of the African people in their diversity are maintained, and they are provide. There is no imposition of the outside or an external factor to define modernity or uh, uh, civilization on the basis of uh, um, the other nations, mm. which is the uh, other other nations, which is from uh, global north, but. The development of democracy must be a development of democracy as understood by the African culture, education, and management, uh, politics, and and so on and so forth. So, in entirety of your cycle as an individual, it must always be understood from the basis of your Africanness as an African uh, and nothing else. Mm. And you can therefore utilize any other thing, not as an imposition and a superiority, but as something that you consider for for the benefit of an African development. Of course, we are living in a world that has been highly globalized. 
and that influence has already come in and so a conversation like this happens after the fact and you know society is not standing still people are not standing still and even what it means to be african is something that may vary depending on who um you're having a conversation with but are there specific parameters that you as the PAC are looking at in terms of defining this african personality okay and um, th- there are two things also Kevin, that i want and and majority of people fail to understand the mm. PAC on this aspect mm. there is an african then there is an africanist mm. and and sobukwe speaks about this thing as the way that you've got there there is democracy and there is a democrat you would hear that the, the TA people would call themselves Democrats and, and so on and so forth. So with, with the TAC, we need, um, we, we need to understand that um, in Sobukwe's orientation, when he talks about an Africanist, he's talking about a type, a type of a, a type of a cadre that owes his or her allegiance to Africa alone. And therefore, this orientation, therefore, goes beyond the racial stereotypes mm. that majority of people have always thought that the PAC is a racist organization. That is why they used the Africanist as a as a definition of what they are talking about when they talk about a person who is owing their allegiance to the uh, to, to, to Africa and Africa alone, persons who are willing to accept the leadership of the African people and the the the, 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 the issue of um, people who are putting and, and, and developing everything uh, from the African perspective. And, and secondly, the first part of your question was talking about we're living in a world of globalization. It's a fallacy as a, as a, as a historian scholar on, on myself. Mm. Globalization has been taking place since ancient times. That is why you find uh, some traces of African people in Mexico. You find traces of African people in um in, in Europe and in, in Asia and in, in Euro Asia and and, 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 and and however the type of globalization that has been developed in the current uh, uh, social political dispensation is the is, is the type that um, draws much of its influence from imperialist and colonialist orientation because if you look at uh, the, 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 the the countries that influence this globalization now is the global north. Mm. You've got pop culture that is influenced from the the, 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 the Americas, that is United States, mm. North America to be precise. You've got the, the north, the, the Europe that influences. So this is not the, 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 a fair and an objective globalization, but it is a one-sided globalization that utilizes the global north approach I to see. globalize I see. the global south. All right. I, 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 I see what you mean. I, I see what you mean, uh, Mr. Dlanga. Let me quickly take Aisha in Uppington. Aisha, good morning to you. Hi. Good morning to you, guest. Mm. I would just good like morning, to break okay. it down quickly. Mm. To be an African is your knowing and your being. That's one. Let's take it out of the big language and put it into so everybody can understand. It's everything you know and what you are. And this is my comment to the PAC. If we're talking about decolonization, take it out of the theory and put it into the practice. And case in point is SAPRA. What, what do you call them? 
South the South African Safra? Health Products Regulatory Authority. Yes. All right. PAC uh, uh, must stand behind the black farmers because uh, uh, the woman from Sapra came on the radio and she said they have granted licenses to the international people because that is according to the regulation. When the regulations are discriminatory and contrary to the South African Constitution, if we're talking about redress, so if PAC, PAC must must stand behind those black farmers, that is decolonization. Aisha, I'm I'm a bit confused. Uh, Sapra is the the one that's given the regulatory framework for the vaccines. Um, I'm not sure about no, the farmer no. story. Yeah. No, Sapra uh. is the people that gave the licenses mm. to the to the foreigners to come and farm Dacha. That's what they said. Oh, on the you. News. Oh, that's the story that you're talking about. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I, I'd certainly need to do a bit more on that particular story, but um, you'd know that Sapra, of course, is the regulator of medicinal products in this country. So I think uh, that's the angle that Aisha's pointing us to. Uh, Tandolwe Tudlanga is a PAC member, and he's also uh, marking just the 67th anniversary of the PAC and their relevance in present-day South Africa. It's just after 10.30, we'll take Utsile Sako with the news and then I'll give Mr. Glanga an opportunity to respond to what Aisha has said. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Not sure if I heard Utsile Sako correctly there, but uh, they've suspended the, the Cuban engineers' projects because it may be illegal. You really can't write some of these things up, can you? You just have to you just have to wonder what would happen if South Africans didn't ask the kind of questions that they do. Anyway, it's a story that we'll continue to explore further uh, within the, during the rest of the day. You'll certainly hear more of it. Uh, this is on the station throughout the rest of the day. Right now, we're getting ready to conclude our conversation with Tandulwe Tutlanga, who is a PAC member and has been reflecting for us on the 60 Seventh anniversary of the um, of the organisation, and in particular, the topics that they're going to be exploring over this week as they mark this anniversary. Uh, Mr. Tlanga, Aisha, of course, was raising the issue of farmers who are not being fully supported. She said by the regulatory bodies. Uh, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Aisha, for that for that for that point. Yes, correctly that. Um, and this comes out um, exactly from the ideas that the the country emanates from. The reason why Aisha and the black farmers are not being supported, it is because um, the idea that governs the economic setup and the development of uh, of our country is not yet decolonized, and uh, and and it is it is good that people must first understand this. However, in practice. And yes, the PAC supports that position and supports those black farmers. And uh, it is at this point that um, we are saying, even though majority of people did not understood the importance of uh, land first and all shall follow, but today because uh, people are able to feel it now um, through these black farmers not given licenses, mm-hmm. through the issue of uh, an example of Colombia and 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 they are. 
they are they are mining license and so on and so forth. So the PAC supports these uh, black farmers everywhere and it supports everybody who is opting for a decolonization process. And we're doing this um, through a, 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 a difficult phase of a, 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 a neo-liberal uh, orientation of politics. So that is why I'm saying, as the PAC, we support that. Now, let me just quickly talk to that thing of an African. Yes, an African within the orientation is that uh, of the PAC is uh, the person who cannot trace their lineage anywhere else outside Africa. That is why the Sen, the Khoi, the Awa, and, uh, and, and everybody else in the southern uh, tip of the continent uh, are also referred to as African because they can't trace their lineage anywhere else outside uh, of the continent. And therefore, the PAC understood and understands today those people as Africans. However, I just added an African myth as, a, as another aspect which Subuku spoke about. Mm. And I so, thought it was important yeah. to clarify that. So, so again, despite the fact that your messaging may well resonate with a significant number of South Africans, the PAC as an organization is at a state where it is seen to be imploding and quite frankly is struggling to hand on to the very little margins that it enjoyed of, of, of the South African electorate. Yeah, yeah. Um there are two things that we also must understand about uh, liberal politics and uh, electoral democracy. Is that majority of people believe that elections are won on the vote. But uh, it is my view that elections are won on the counting. And who counts? And who has got uh, also the influence to, to, to put the perspectives in, 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 in the forefront? Those are also important aspects that you must understand. But but there and have not been any cases, at least legitimate cases of election fraud, where vote counting is concerned that have been brought before the constitutional court of this country? Agreed. And also to get into those court cases, you require a substantial uh, a capital because also the access to the justice system and the access to justice as we know it requires a lot of capital and a lot of money. And therefore, because... So it does not mean that because something is legal, it is just. Yes, but but but, 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 but Mr. Tlanga, it's it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out to say that... Because my question, my question was centered around, you know, how the PAC, despite the messaging that it has, that yeah. resonates with a, a significant number of South Africans, is still not able to have that translate into actual votes. And you are saying that part of the reason, the first uh, explanation you gave was that, well, um, the voting is not, voting is not just about people going to the elections and casting their ballots. It's also about vote counting. And the assertion that you're making there is that there could well be challenges with our vote counting system that, of course, ensures that one party is declared a winner versus others. And I'm challenging that. I'm saying that, you can't make that assertion as a, as a throwaway comment when, in fact, we don't have any, uh, you know, credible cases of election fraud that have been brought before even our constitutional court in order for that statement to hold any legitimacy. I, I hear you because you're basing the legitimacy on, 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 on the constitutional court. 
and, uh, and no, no, no. I'm, I'm basing the legitimacy on why you haven't on, why you haven't challenged it. If in fact it exists on the scale that you are suggesting, why are you not? Why have you not challenged it before? Again, and, and I'm saying I understand the, the perspective with which you are coming from, and I was trying to 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 answer the question of why are you not able to make those uh, um, those 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 messages holding on to the numbers when it comes to the numbers of elections. And I'm saying not only not only does elections uh, won on the on the elections and voting itself, but also on the numbering. That is one aspect. Secondly, the issue of uh, um, 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 jurisprudence or justice or uh, um, the law, the court, defining whether there is a contestation uh, against the electoral result. That also requires some elements. Some of the things that are a requirement is you need to have money to take these matters to court. And also, unfortunately, when you do not have um, that fundamental evidence available on your, on your disposal, it it, it, it it becomes difficult to but but if if, if you don't even However, have if you don't have the fundamental that, evidence like opinion. you're saying then and i just want to yeah. finish that point but uh, and, and and that that does not uh, imply that the the messaging of the PAC is not influential within the majority of the people maybe the people might not be uh, thinking that the PAC as an organization for whatever reason but people might be thinking the messaging of the PAC is the one that could take us forward. That is why people are saying they want their land back. If there's no fundamental evidence to speak to some of the issues that you're highlighting, as you've just said, then surely there's there's no legitimacy to the claim. It remains but a claim on both counts. There is no legitimacy to the claim on the basis of a claim for you and everybody else might be on the basis of only evidence that is 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 presentable in the court of law and and i think i'm saying there's nothing wrong with that when people understand legitimacy on the basis of that there could be another legitimacy that could be placed at the at the ground level with the masses where the the, the people are saying okay from the from the bottom because you are not happy with the justice system and how it is done and therefore we do not claim it as legitimate right. but therefore the legitimacy yeah. is at the, at the masses level I, I, that I, is why I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to show you that different understandings of what could be regarded as a legitimate source in relation to this to this particular aspect however I, it, I, has, I, yeah, it has I, been difficult from the TAC side since the dawn of democracy to make those inroads because of the type of political uh, uh, outcome that came out. Look, I, I, th- I, th- I think part of it is also just semantics in terms of your explanation. What about the internal conflict within the PAC? Has Is the party going to be taking this time to reflect on the role of that in terms of your electoral outcomes? Yes, yes, yes. Um, as much as I'm not... Um, 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 speaking about um, on, on, on the PAC's official position, but these webinars, and they seek to, to, to speak to those issues as well, about right. um, the internal issues of uh, the PAC, which have, uh, are not the things that uh, are new, and they are not things that are, 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 are not available to other political parties. But right. it is always important that in every 
conversation, the issues of the internal contradictions within the party must always be discussed. And this 52nd uh, anniversary webinar for the whole week, we are going to be engaging on that. And we are hoping even people from outside the PAC can get in touch with these webinars and make these contributions so that we can uh, begin to understand the case beyond uh, uh, how some of the limitations of uh, the PAC and majority of people understand it to be. Mr. Tlanga, we've run out of time. (laughs) About 10 minutes ago already, I'm going to have to leave it with you uh, there for today. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, Tandolwe Tudlanga is a PAC member and, of course, was just outlining some of the party's programs as they mark their 67th and 62nd, 62nd anniversary. All right, after this, we take a look at the public wage sector negotiations.